This is the Right Guys Podcast, where we fight fake news one podcast at a time. And now your hosts, Josh Hammerly and Maximum One. Welcome back. Another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. My name is Max McGuire here with Mr. Producer Josh. Um, your Chiron still says not a terrorist. Is that just what we're going with? I, I saw it and then I left it. You left it, but like, it's also good for like the FBI, CIA. What, to let them know that I'm not a terrorist? Yeah, it's always, I mean, That's what like I was they thinking. Need to I mean, if you put up there, I am a terrorist, right? That people have a tendency to watch, right? And pay attention to what you do. But I was I was seeing yeah, a report a that the that the Biden administration is pressuring the FBI to do a hundred thousand door knocks uh, uh, for conservative Trump supporters. What just to go to the doors and scare them? And just say hey 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 we we think you're getting a little bit too free there, getting a little bit too comfortable with those First Amendment rights. I I, I didn't know the government was in the business of going from door to door to and knowing who their political opponents were. Yeah, no, I mean it's that no, that's news to me. So I really hope that doesn't happen here. I really hope it doesn't. If it does start happening, I'm gonna start feeling bad if I don't get one. You think like, so? I, I don't. I don't want to be under investigation. But if all mm-hmm. of my friends start getting door knocks, and yeah. all of the conservatives start getting door knocks, I might start feeling a little bad. Like, what's a guy got to do to get a door knock? Yeah, because maybe you're not conservative enough for the movement, Max. Did you think about that? I mean, it, it hits home. When you think about that, right? Listen, listen. We know people who aren't really conservative enough for the movement um, in re- in real life, and it's yeah. not us. Yeah. It's not us. Yeah, <laughs> it's not us. We'll leave it at that. Leave it at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Ugh. Leave it at that. Well, lots to get into today. Mm-hmm. Um. You seem pretty passionate about the our main topic today, which is this hospital, quote unquote, bombing. Um, I, I Hamas claimed that Israel had bombed a hospital. It happens to be a Christian hospital. So there were lots of people outraged last night. The mainstream media, all of the fake news ran with this claim. And for a minute there, I started feeling bad. Say, oh no, did they really bomb a hospital? Did, did they make that mistake? Because mistakes do happen. Mm-hmm. But then I had to take a step back and say, whoa, whoa. Hamas has its headquarters in a hospital hoping, praying that Israel bombs the hospital so they can say that they bombed a hospital. L- l- let's take a step back and let's see if this is real. And sure enough, it isn't. Josh, why, why, don't, you, why don't you take away and, and lead us into these, these clips? Well, uh, after all of the uh, fake news about the bombing hit last night, the whole world sort of turned on Israel, Trudeau, was the first to really come out and say, you know, Israel's blowing up a bunch of, uh, you know, blowing up a hospital and hurting people inside of it. And I mean, it, what is that one saying you always like to say, or who it was, uh, a lie makes its way around the world before the truth even gets its, its shoes yeah. on, right? Gets to put on its pants. Shoes. And, uh, yeah. So last night, it really showed the people who are waiting for that one moment where they can turn on Israel, right? For the, be for political gain or clicks. Right, because that's the world we live in. It's one of those two things. Everybody's getting something put out of it. Mm-hmm. But the whole hospital blows up. Everybody inside of it is dead. Uh, the Palestinians are carrying children, saying these people have died, and it just hits hard. It hits the media cycle hard. And then, miraculously, I saw pictures of something that may dispute that. Well, oh my gosh, look at this headline here: Hundreds killed in Israeli strike yeah. in Gaza hospital. Right? I mean, look at that. Yeah. What time did that hit last night? This was right all afterwards. last night. And yeah. Um, yeah. so I just want a full disclosure. 
I pulled this little collage from the IDF Twitter account. And I, I don't, wow. I'm no IDF stooge. I'm no Zionist. Um, I, it, it, if you had to put me in a box, I definitely support what Israel's doing more than I would ever support what Hamas is doing. But this is, this is, they put this together just to show how quickly the major outlets, CNN, hundreds killed in Israeli strike on Gaza, Wall Street Journal, Israeli airstrike on Gaza hospital kills more than 500. You had Al Jazeera English, BBC News, the Associated Press, um, New York Times, Los Angeles Times. All of these, all false. All false. Correct. And I want I want to show one thing because um, I can I can put it on my screen. It was it's interesting because it's not just that it's false, it's how the media is covering it. So you can see from here, obviously, they they say oh, Palestinian officials say Hamas says right. Mm-hmm. This is another pretty clear back and forth. So the the older tweet comes from the BBC News says hundreds of people have been killed in an Israeli airstrike on a hospital in Gaza, according to Palestinian officials. Follow the latest. That's the tweet. Then, when Israel refuted it with evidence, this is what BBC News put out. Daniel Hagari, a spokesman for the Israeli Defense Forces, IDF, says communication from Gaza discussed misfired rocket. The BBC has not been able to verify Hagari's claims. So when the Israeli side puts out a statement of, no, this is what happened. The BBC backs up and says, oh, we have not verified this. But when Hamas does does the same kind of thing, puts out a statement, this is how we what happened. There's no disclaimer there, and they just say, follow the latest. Follow the latest. Seems a pretty clear example of bias. Well, it's like Hamas makes a mistake and then they kind of tee it up to use it as propaganda because they know they can't, right? If there's ever a mistake, you just blame it on your enemies. Pretty classic move. So then they create this propaganda and then they just report it. And then they know the Western sources are going to latch onto it because it's a hot story. Yeah. That's the whole point, right? It's the whole new cycle, whether we want to hear it or not, the new cycle is going to put it out there because they're after ratings for it. And then they just end up using propaganda as news. I don't know if that's intentional or not, because if it's intentional, that means that's really gross. And if it is unintentional, who the heck is vetting like these stories, right? I mean, they want to vet the Israeli, the IDF guy, but they don't want to vet anybody else on the ground. So like, who's in charge of vetting these stories? Do they care about honesty in, in reporting anymore? I mean, does that exist anymore? Maybe at this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we try and get it all right, as uh, and I think we do a pretty good job of that. It's interesting because yesterday I I saw it. I'm trying to find it now. They might have scrubbed it, but they were major news outlets. I think one of them was Wall Street Journal. They said they had a scoop that they could verify the type of guided bomb that Israel dropped on the hospital, and they actually yeah. showed the exact type of bomb, Munition, and it just yeah. so happens to be the type of bomb that. The United States had just delivered to Israel, trying to make this narrative that Israel dropped a bomb that the United States just gave them on a bunch of civilians. And I'm looking at this thing, uh, it just didn't feel right. Like, how could, because the forensics in 
behind those kinds of investigations takes some time, right? Unless you can have an expert right then and there, it takes some time to figure out what exactly fell. And I'm seeing that. I'm like, wow, they, they seem really, they seem really confident about this for an explosion that happened in a war zone on the other side of the world at night. And their main source is a terrorist organization. It just seems very, very confident. Far too confident that I would ever be comfortable with. Um, There's like a wag the dog moment there too, right? They're just trying to create a story where there's not a story. And that's that's not journalistic integrity. That's that's clickbait. It is. So when the sun rose over Gaza, all of the media rushed to this hospital. Rush this hospital. Let's see what just happened. Yeah. Right. Oh, a hospital's been bombed. We have to get. We have to get the scoop. Shockingly, they arrived at the hospital to see it's still standing, mm-hmm. and the explosion was actually just a bunch of bombed cars, blown up cars, in the parking lot. I'm gonna add the video, but then turn down the volume because there's really no volume to this. We yeah. can just talk over it. Here you can see. It's devastation in the parking lot. You bet. All these cars are are burned out, right? But you'll notice I don't see a crater, Mm-mm. Josh. The only structural damage I see is looks like some shelving units got knocked over there. Some roof shingles are loose. Um, yeah. it, I, I don't think the bomb shuffled all the, that clothes around and those things. That's a church showing a little bit of chaos inside, but I don't think the bomb made it into the church to rearrange the pews and no. everything. Um, oh, looks like there are some ceiling tiles hanging, but yeah, there, I, there was some sort of concussion. It feels like there was yeah. a concussion for sure, but it's all just cars. Just yeah. cars have been burned. And that is a huge red flag because mm-hmm. anything that gets dropped from, unless you're talking about an air burst weapon, which Israel would never use on a civilian target. That's where it, it's similar to how, like, when they drop a nuclear bomb, it doesn't explode on impact. They mm-hmm. explode it at a certain altitude so that the fireball doesn't get absorbed by the earth. It actually goes out and covers everything. Yeah. You, they would never do that. That's not what the Israeli military does. They have those bombs at their disposal, but that's not what they do in Gaza. They don't have to. It isn't, none of this suggests that this was a precision guided missile at all. Mm-hmm. Or precision guided rocket at all, and if you look, we can see the differences. What one versus the other looks like. Yeah, yeah. A JDAM, which is a guided bomb dropped from a plane, yeah. that leaves a crater that's seven to fifteen feet ish, plus or minus, in diameter. Mm-hmm. Big, big craters, unavoidable. And yet, in this hospital parking lot, there is no crater. Now, these are either the strongest bricks ever laid in a parking lot ever because bricks don't stop JDAMs or this was something that did not have enough force to create a crater but packed enough explosive power to ignite vehicles around it. And if you've ever seen a uh, if you've ever seen a fire in a parking garage or in a parking lot it only really can it only necessarily takes one or two cars getting caught on fire for that to start spreading to the other cars around it. If they're full of gasoline, this entire parking lot 
could go up even if only one or two cars actually caught on fire after an explosion. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this, and again, it just it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like there was a penetration round to use. It feels like this was a surface explosion. I'm not an explosive expert, so I'll, I'll say that, right? So yeah. this is all opinion here. But it looks like a surface explosion. There was only one primary explosion from what I've read, right? It's not like I heard a boom and then other yeah. booms, right? So it's not like this was a chain reaction cars going off. There was one initial blast as far as I know, but again, I'm not an expert. Uh, the concussion from the surface explosion that wouldn't have the same energy as the the penetrating round because it's just a smaller explosion i mean you can see the power difference between the two certainly so this looks like it was just parked there if i if this is my suspicions and someone asked me that like on a quiz show what does this look like it looks like it was a surface explosion probably pulled in and parked this does look like what you'd see if a car bomb went off inside of a parking lot Mm -hmm. right but also this is what it looks like. This is what it would look like if a single car with a full tank of gasoline got hit with one of these rockets. Sure. These rockets don't have a ton of explosive power in their warheads. They're not going to actually take down buildings. They're not going to cuz realize when when Israeli aircraft drop the bombs that we've seen, they have completely destroyed uh towers, residential towers. Those bombs are are hundreds if not thousands of pounds. Mm-hmm. And these rockets that that they shoot off are not thousands of pounds. They have very, very, very small warheads comparatively. So, like, if you fired this warhead into a building from one of these rockets, you could destroy the room that you hit in the building, but that building likely will not be structurally compromised. Yeah, we're not yeah. talking about big, big munitions. So I look at this. I'm like, okay, I wonder if there happened to be any rockets, any rockets fired in that area at the time. And sure enough, there was. And for people who say, oh, you're just parroting Israeli Defense Forces talking points. I I went out of my way to pull the video from Al Jazeera Arabic mm. just so we can see that Right before this explosion happened at the hospital, there was a rocket fired that had a catastrophic malfunction right above the hospital. Let me go ahead and pull this video. Um, here we go. I'm going to turn the volume down just because it's in Arabic. So you can see here, that's a rocket in the sky and it has this right there catastrophic malfunction right in the air and then the camera pans pulls back out a little bit and what does it say oh you see an explosion happen right beneath it right beneath it we can play it again um here is a rocket fired into the air and watch the different and for people listening to audio, I'll describe it. Um, it hits this point in the air, and all of a sudden you see a jet of of light in one direction, a small explosion, and then the camera pulls out, and at about free fall time, a larger explosion on the ground. Yeah. Now what this shows to me, Josh, have you ever played with model rockets, bottle rockets? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You bet, a lot. Ha- have you ever played with 
like model rockets that had like two stages to them. Oh yeah, Estes rockets. I've done yeah. several. Yeah. So when you have a catastrophic, mm. I mean, let's take the hobbyist rockets out of it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever fired a bottle rocket without a tube or a bottle to guide its direction? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> so anyone who's had a childhood that included yeah. a little bit of pyrotechnics, you yeah. know what happens if you light one of those bottle rockets, which basically yeah. has the same kind of technology as mm-hmm. these rockets that are being built in sh- in garages in Palestine. Mm-hmm. It has a solid rocket engine. They're not doing liquid Right, they're not using oh, the same yeah. technology no. it takes to get into orbit. These are solid rocket motors. Well, what happens? What happens when you have a catastrophic problem with the motor is you can actually have a situation where it radically changes direction. If if they shoot a rocket up and let's say the fin, one of the fins falls off, it can literally just veer in a completely different yeah, direction. Absolutely. Or if there's a catastrophic failure between the warhead, which is the tip of the rocket, and the engine, which is the bottom, you could see the engine explode and the warhead go completely somewhere else without mm-hmm. it exploding the warhead. Um, think of like the Challenger disaster, the, the space shuttle disaster. Yeah. When you had that explosion, remember that there were little pieces that kept flying in other directions. It's the same type of logic here. And if you've ever had a two-stage model rocket, you know what happens if the first stage fails or something. You could just have a you could have it break apart and still shoot off in a different direction. Mm-hmm. So when I look at this, this tells me that that was not an Israeli rocket. That was a Palestinian rocket. Mm-hmm. Had a catastrophic malfunction above the hospital. We see two explosions in air one of them looks like there's some kind of redirection of the actual exhaust for the rocket so maybe uh, a hole there was a hole in the rocket portion all of a sudden you start seeing that rocket exhaust going in a weird direction you see another explosion which in my mind is that rocket exploding and then at about the same time it would take something to fall from that altitude you see the warhead explode almost directly below it. Say, and depending on how the warhead's made, if it's an impact warhead, the moment it hit the ground and it hit just the right way, yeah. it would go boom, right? Because I, yes. I doubt they've got any sort of fancy timers on these. I could be wrong. I mean, yeah. these are dumb munitions made in, in some of the craziest conditions. It's like Iron Man, where he builds the Iron Man suit mm-hmm. in, the, in a cave. Yeah. Yeah. This is what these guys are doing, right? They're taking metal and they're welding the video stuff together. Time. Yeah. And it's just, it. I mean, you're talking, those things can fatigue. This metal is not metal made for this sort of thing. It can malfunction for any reason, and it, yeah. and it dies, right? And I think what we saw there was an actually a really good representation of what happened there if that wasn't the exact same rocket, right? And it just happened yeah. to be caught because there's a million cameras on Gaza, mm-hmm. right? There's yeah. million, I mean, there's so many cameras on it right now from above, below, from military, civilian to... The terrorist news. it's it's all over the place right yeah. so was al jazeera really the only one to catch it no no right so why isn't anybody else breaking this up well that... they don't they, they don't want to talk about it they don't want to talk about it. they want you to believe that there was a catastrophic malfunction of a palestinian <laughs> rocket directly yeah. above a hospital 
and that the IDF or the IAF, Israeli Air Force, happened to bomb the hospital at the same exact time. That's what they want you to believe. It's possible. Yeah. But to me, it strains. It, it, it's it's too unlikely for that to be the story you run with. Yeah. I mean, the odds of that happening aren't zero, right? Because this is war. Things do happen. But that hospital most likely doesn't represent a target that would be worth wasting ammunition on. Because when you're at war, you have to be judicious about what you're hitting. Right? Yes. You just, you're just not going to be blanketly shooting at things. You have to go after targets with intelligence for a reason. Because you don't want to have to start reproducing. You want to eliminate as many of them with the munitions you have instead of the munitions that you need to make, right? You kill them now. And I yeah. just don't see that being a high priority target. And it doesn't look like it was hit by uh, anything that would have defended against that, right? There's no um, the iron, there's no iron dome rocket that came in to hit that munition either, right? Because that could yeah. have been another possibility, right? Something flies in, causes it to blow up, the warhead falls, and boom. But even but if did. that does happen, that's not on Israel. No, if Israel was to have intercepted a rocket yeah. over Palestine. That is not on Israel. That's still a completely defensive. But why this huge push to, to blame the Israelis for this one, Max? What what what's the motivation here? It's the same. Because it feels like fake news. Excuse fake news. Always and the and the IDF again, grain of salt. Um, we're I'm no I'm not an IDF shill or anything like that. This is the image that they have put out showing the trajectory of those of a rocket barrage that was fired right before the hospital was hit. And you can see that this hospital launch site, this rocket launch site was the hospital was directly in its path. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like, it's not like, and you can see that they have radar that they're picking up these trajectories. That's how the iron dome works. The iron dome tracks elevation, tracks the trajectory figures out if it's going to hit an empty field or if it's going to hit a population center and then is judicious in deciding whether or not to use a missile to shoot it down. Because if it's going to hit an empty field, why spend the money on wasting your rocket? Let it land there. Yeah. Let it be a dud. If it's going to fly out to, to sea, don't shoot it down. Just let it go. This shows that there was a barrage fired and that the hospital was right in the line. So it, it's all is lining up. This yeah. all is lining up. And then th- this is this is what gets me because Hamas is able to make these claims and they're not forced to do anything to back them up. Then the media turns to Israel and says, okay, prove it. Prove that you didn't bomb this hospital. And then Israel has to use its own intelligence, which can undermine its sources and methods mm-hmm. to prove itself. Well, by putting that out, <laughs> If, in case the terrorists didn't know, Israel can track the actual uh, trajectories, right? Oh, yeah. I have a clip. We don't have to play it because it's in Arabic. We have a clip that the IDF put out showing an intercepted phone call between people in Palestine talking about, oh, no, that was one of ours. That was one of ours that, that malfunctioned and fell in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You know what's going to happen to those people on that call? They're, they destroyed those phones by now. Oh yeah, they've gotten new phones, and now Israel is going to have to start from square one to try and figure out how to listen into those conversations again. So Israel, having to defend itself, has burned its sources and methods for collecting this intelligence. Something I don't think enough people in the media are talking about, um, and it, it almost seems like it's deliberate when the media demands of Israel something that is not demanded 
of Hamas. They made these claims without Hamas even putting out a single picture. Mm-hmm. Like, let's uh, let's put this up again. They said 500 people were killed in this parking lot. The mm-hmm. building's still standing. Josh, can you imagine 500 people being in this parking lot in the middle of the night? What what's going on? There would be pieces of them everywhere, Max. You're yeah, talking about yeah. there would be stuff everywhere. They would be collecting bodies. There would be plenty of pieces to be picking up. I don't see any dead thing. I don't even see any blood anywhere, right? I, no. I see no forensically looking, and I'm not a forensic investigator, but I, I just see abandoned stuff, right? Stuff We've, just gone. You don't need to be a forensic investigator to have seen enough of these ca- catastrophic events to know that if 500 people were killed right there, you would see evidence of that. Yeah. And then you say, okay, well, could you fit 500 people there in a parking lot full of cars? Maybe looks to me like it'd be a little tight. It'd be packed. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be the most densely populated piece of earth in the Gaza Strip, if you put 500 people in that parking lot. I'm sorry, just none of it adds up. And the media, shame on them for running with this story without even spending a split second Mm -hmm. of thinking whether or not this is even possible. Max, do you think for a moment they wouldn't have been parading the pieces out for all of them to see if they had the bodies? Because we've seen it, it is the mo. They will, they will parade it out there. They'll walk it in the streets. They'll, they'll show you. They will show you the carnage. Yeah, yeah. But I don't see any carnage for them to show off here, right? And they will use that tool if it's available to them. They just will. That's how their propaganda arm works. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a brilliant propaganda strategy. I, I don't want to use that word for them, but it it works that way. And that that's not happening here. You don't see it. They would use it. Yeah. And I am gonna, I'm gonna do something that I never thought I was gonna do. I'm going to play devil's advocate and I'm going to imagine that you are Hamas okay? and you see a hospital, an explosion at a hospital. Mm-hmm. You turn to your guys in Hamas and say, did we do that? Your lieutenant say, no, we didn't. And they, and they say, oh, it must've been Israel. But there are other extremist terrorist groups operating in Gaza that aren't Hamas. One of them, um, it's I forget the name of it. Uh, The Islamic Jihad, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Jihad. They are a different outfit. They work with Hamas sometimes, but they're technically a different organization. So just as a devil's advocate, it is possible that Hamas checked its own records. Oh no, we didn't fire any rockets. So it must've been Israel and there wasn't communication. Now that doesn't excuse them continuing to parrot the talking point when it's very obviously been disproven. Mm-hmm. But in the heat of that moment, I can imagine someone in Hamas assuming it was Israel because it wasn't actually Hamas that fired the rockets. Yeah. I can, I can understand that. The other thing we've learned from this, Josh, is that apparently 30% of Palestine's rockets fail. Did you know that? It's a number that doesn't surprise me. I've never actually heard him put a number on it, but you're talking about low, low grade, dumb munitions. So yeah, I I could see a high failure rate, like a lot, whether it even takes off, gets off of there, doesn't explode in the ground. 
just blow up with them. Yeah, I'm shocked it's not higher. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's, no, <laughs> and it's nothing to, against Palestinian people. If you told me to make rockets in my garage, I would expect more than thirty percent to fail. You bet. Um, I just would. So. This is a video that Israel had to put out again to try and prove that it didn't just bomb a hospital, even though the evidence suggests the hospital wasn't bombed, it was the parking lot. This is the video that they put out, and I appreciate it because they included footage of other rocket barrages and showed you just how many of those rockets fail. So we're going to go ahead and play this clip. Here we go. Illusion. Uh oh, may have lost Max there. I was waiting for that video. Oh my goodness. You still there with me, buddy? Well, again, it looks like you've stepped away. You know, he's trying to show the example of some of these rockets being highly inefficient. And I can only imagine. Oh, you're right. starting to move there. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I got you now. Woo! I'm starting to stretch. So, upload the video is so large, uploading it just crashed it. So here we go. Here is uh, here's the video. I will splice this in post for the audio edition. You'll have no idea what just happened, even though I'm now telling you. Okay, I'm going to splice it right here. Here is the video showing uh, that, that Israel put out, showing just how many of these rockets fail. On October 17th, Islamic Jihad destroyed a hospital in Gaza when a rocket aimed toward Israel, misfired, and landed in Gaza. This isn't the first time. While thousands of rockets are fired toward Israel, rockets fail. These failed rocket launches cause mass destruction and the death of countless innocent individuals inside Gaza. Wow. That's a catastrophic failure there. That's catastrophic. Yeah. Just blew up a, one of their own buildings. And they're willing to do that. They're willing to take that risk, right? They're willing to just shoot rockets off. I, I remember playing with rockets as a kid, and you do have failures. You just do. Yeah. Even smart munitions by large first world countries with yeah. huge military budgets still have stuff that goes wrong. It just does. We, wow, only one 30%. Of those, one of those barrages literally had like four five six rockets just fail and yeah. fall straight down yeah and fall straight down so this happens that when you when you have a bunch of people building rockets in their garage using the metal from stolen water pipes that they dig out yeah. of the ground after the un puts them in you're going to have failures and there and there was something i saw in that video that i didn't see earlier you don't have to play it, but yeah. when that rocket has a catastrophic failure above the hospital, as the camera zooms out, you can actually see a second explosion a little bit further away from the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's much smaller. It is entirely possible that the explosion, it could have been one another failed rocket because we just saw yeah. multiple failures happening at the same time. You, if, if a rocket failed, you wouldn't necessarily see in the dark, the exhaust from that, but it could have also have been the engine portion detaching from the warhead, mm-hmm. getting, f- getting thrown in a different area and having a much smaller explosion. Yeah. It just, it all adds up. 
It just, again, I'm not a stooge for the IDF, but when everything logically makes sense to see the media just run with it and to say that this is very, this is obviously an Israeli JDAM when it clearly isn't shameful. It's not, it's more than shameful, Max. It's, it's like they're, they're whacking the dog. They want to perpetuate. They want something to happen. Yes. And I, I wouldn't want to know the whys. You know, the more stuff happens, the more it escalates. It's like the media wants it to escalate, so there's more to report on. But the more it escalates, the more countries are getting involved, and the more, the closer we get to a nuclear confrontation. Because if Israel feels like they're backed into a wall, they will do the the Sam uh, the Samson yeah. um, initiative, whatever they call it, and they will they will win that, right? Yeah, they'd yeah, rather no. sacrifice themselves yeah. too than give up. So yeah, we're we're gonna get into uh, towards the end of the show the the catastrophic consequences of the media running with this, which was that Joe Biden was going over to the Middle East, supposed to be leading with meeting with the with the leader of Palestine and other Arab leaders. After this news story, they all pulled out. <coughs> they all said, we're not, That's Israel just bombed a hospital. We're not going to pull out. So the media, by parroting Hamas's talking points, without a doubt, has made it harder to secure peace. Not saying that Joe Biden was going to go secure peace, right? Yeah. But again, the old, the old adage, if you're on a plane, even if you think the pilot is, is a shithead, you still hope that he lands the plane. No one, no one hopes and prays that the plane goes down when they're on it. Yeah. While I have no confidence in Joe Biden whatsoever, and we'll get to this a little later in the show, you hope that that, that blind squirrel might at least find a nut once on this trip. That that broken clock might be right twice a day. Twice you know, a day. Maybe, maybe he'll get lucky. You hope it happens. To see this media story get completely, completely false media story end up making that impossible really yeah. shameful and to see members of congress a day later a day after this has all been debunked thoroughly dis- debunked here is a video of rashida talib at a protest again blaming israel for bombing a hospital here it is watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and, and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and somebody, you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They, do, they can cry, I can cry, we all can cry. If we're not crying, Something is wrong. And so I'm telling you right now, President Biden, not all America's with you on this one. And you need to wake up and understand that. We are literally, literally watching people commit genocide and killing a vast majority just like this. And we still stand by and say nothing. We will remember this, but all of you, you need to know I swear to God, Wahiyat Allah, you are on the right side of history. You are. You're doing everything possible to save lives. What is wrong with.
on the right side of history. Josh, she isn't even in, on the right side of the 24-hour news cycle. Like, <laughs> like let, let, let's forget about the history books remembering her stand. She's not even on the right side of, not even 24, a 12-hour news cycle. Yeah. That was that had to be this morning, right? She had probably yeah. less than eight hours. And, all, it, she probably and this was all debunked already. This was yeah. all debunked. And someone is in her office is like, hey, we need to go out and talk on this and make it a talking point. What blows my mind is the media is just telling people we need to get to a ceasefire and there has to be talks, but their very actions prevent those things from happening by putting out false yeah. narratives, right? Because if all those leaders, Jordan, I think, uh, uh, Palestinian, they, they all end up canceling based on this, this whack the dog stuff. Man. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're it, the it, biggest it's... hypocrites. I, I, they can't be trusted and they're in charge of everything there. You good luck sending actual civilians there to report on what's going inside, going on inside of this war. Right. It's just being controlled by major media narratives. It's far easier to, to pull the crocodile tears. Yeah. Than it is to actually admit that that was false. Right. It's far easier for a minute, yeah. It's far easier to concoct a video, which didn't happen, which she claims of this hospital being bombed and people telling the kids, Don't cry, don't cry. It's far easier to make up the lie than to admit that it was Palestinian terrorists who bombed their own hospital. Accidentally. But they did it nonetheless. At least there's enough evidence to show that it didn't happen and nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody cared. Every producer in that newsroom was like, go with it. Go with it. It's a problem. And you look at the major websites, right? You can see how they adjusted the headline over time, right? 500 dead. And then a couple hours later, explosion rocks Gaza, right? Yeah. And then like explosion, it's totally the opposite of what it started with. And it's like they, we wouldn't notice as we go to the CNN and all those websites over and over through the evening, watching that headline change. And that's why I hate that term, like evolving stories, right? Yeah. Because it's just the biggest cop out for media. The story's evolving, reporting something now, whether it's right or yeah. not, but Might we'll be, be able wrong. to correct that later. We'll oh, it was wrong. Sorry. I was Two half expecting later. I was half expecting the, the sun to rise on the Gaza Strip and there to be an excavator digging a hole to make it look like there was a crater. That's what I was like half expecting that. Because for a lie this big. To wake up in the morning and still see that, oh, no, it's just a bunch of cars caught on fire in a parking lot. Mm -hmm. And knowing that even if every single one of those seats of the car was full of was full of people, the death toll never would have reached anywhere near 500. And then looking at it and saying, I don't think you could pack 500 people comfortably into that parking lot with that many cars in it. And then seeing that all the damage to the building seems to just be from the concussive blast. Maybe not even necessarily from the bomb, but the the rocket, but maybe just from other cars exploding. Because if you've ever seen a car explode, um, just the the gas in the tank exploding can create enough of a of a concussion to blow out windows, to knock things over. Um, to see just how thoroughly false this story was, we call them the fake news, and and they, without a doubt, earned that nickname. In the last 24 hours. Max, I, uh, I'm not tooting my own here, horn here, but I did pull a guy out of a burning car once. Oh. And uh, it was on fire. I burned a drug guy away. 
the thing was burnt. Like I could see the fire. Oh, so it was, it was like actual flames. Okay. Oh, it was actual flames, like moving up through the the like near the window and stuff, right? So I ended up yanking the guy out. But when a car catches on fire like that, it doesn't really go boom, right? Because there's at least yeah. in the U.S., there's lots of safety stuff around the gas tank. So really, it just wants to shoot a uh, like a a stream of the gasoline out on fire, and that's usually how it burns itself out. Because gasoline is not combustible; diesel is combustible. Gasoline is flammable, right? It just doesn't really have the energy to go boom. So when I see these cars on fire, yeah, a lot of them look like they caught on fire, and you can see that their gas tanks blew out. But there's one car that was blown up and on top of itself, yeah, yeah. which tells me that there might have been a, a charge underneath that yeah. car, right, to blow it up and then down on itself. Or the rocket hit in between two cars. Sure. Yeah, lots of things. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's yeah. lots of things here. I mean, but it wasn't a JDAM. No, not even close, because there's no crater, <laughs> right? We see all those fires, and to me, this just seems like, yeah, there's a lot of car fire here. Some did go boom, but it's not a 30-foot crater mix. Yeah, Because those bombs, when they hit, they hit with a vengeance, yeah. and they send a shockwave out. That is yeah. tremendous. It's almost more dangerous than the actual yeah. explosion itself at times. Oh, no, 100%. And this 100%. didn't have the shockwave. This didn't have that kind of shockwave, because it only blew out a all few All the buildings windows. around are fine. Yeah. They're all standing. And you don't think that if those buildings had been damaged, they wouldn't be showing that, right? They would be showing how dangerous that explosion was, how powerful the bomb had been. And the thing is, is now it's the boy who cried, cried wolf thing. So what happens yeah. if an atrocity does happen? Is anybody going to believe it? No. No. Because if, if you're constantly crying wolf on all those incidents, sooner or later, they're going to ignore it. Unless, you know, you've got an ally in the media and they just keep putting yeah. out their narrative. But it's just going to diminish if an atrocity does happen. And that sounds horrible to say, but it's true. It's just so crazy. They, There's such a disconnect between what they said happened and what the photos show that they might as well have just said that Israel dropped a nuclear bomb because it, it's so clearly not what they said. It's just... I, it, is, it is journalistic malpractice hmm. to just decide if Hamas... A terrorist organization makes a claim in the middle of the night. Do not run with it. It is journalistic malpractice to run with a claim made by a terrorist organization in the middle of the night when there's not a single camera around and there is no corroborating evidence. Journalistic malpractice. Um, but as we said earlier, with Joe Biden on his trip to the Middle East, it is... Uh, disastrous for that. I mean, he's a walking disaster on his own. Oh my! But why? Why don't you talk about a little bit about this trip? Because you, you, you had mentioned to me earlier today you really want to talk about this. Um, yeah. A lot of it just seems par for the course for Biden. But so uh, when I see him, the lights are on, but there's no one home. Max, like they've got him up, they have him physically standing up straight, but he is he's confused. He doesn't look like he knows where he's at. I mean, did you see that video in Philly uh, last week where he was oh, trying to walk up the walk the stairs? I pulled that today because I just want people to watch that. I mean, they're here he is trapped out. The tent looked all cool, right? And, like, the biggest enemy Joe Biden has in the whole world is terrorists. It isn't, it isn't the right. It's it's four stairs. It's, it's gravity. Four stairs. It's gravity, right? Oh, oh there, there's two of them, yeah. right? He, he pauses like, and he makes right. a joke out of it. But there's, that's uncomfortable. He's lost his balance. He's barely holding it together. And then he shows up in Israel and he's talking. And it just kind of sounds like that. 
this. I don't know if he's trying to sound like he's, you know, really worried and caring about it, but it just sounds like one of those exhausted groans. Like he's been on the phone, the airplane for 20 hours and didn't get any rest. And he's just, I can really keep this going. But my energy levels are low. Yeah. He's, we're like a heartbeat away from Kamala Harris being the lead during these times. And yeah. that, I think, is more dangerous than having Joe Biden in charge. Oh, she for sure. President of the United States, our vice president. Well, we don't have a vice president. We'd be the pro temperate if we lose the president to natural causes, right? Who's who's second in the lot? We don't have a, a, um, a speaker of the speaker House. Of the House. Who's going to be it? Who's it going to be? The pro temperate? What's his name? Uh, the speaker, the uh, the Senate president. Right. And you don't think there's not a lot of politics happening right now because, you know, that's, that's third line. Maybe they know something on their side that they're not telling us, right? Do you ever think about that? They, yeah. They really want to get somebody elected in there that's going to be not just moderate, but like left-leaning-ish from a conservative, like a real rhino in there, right? Kim Jordan's getting screwed in that regard. But it, it's so facing. shameful because he he's not a perfect candidate by any means, but no. to see... GOPers refusing to vote for him just because they want him to lose and they don't want the um that want the conservatives to win it's it's insane mm -hmm. um, especially in a situation like this do we have any clips of Joe Biden um in Israel yeah I got that deeply sad and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday and based on what I've seen it appears as though it was done by the other team, not not you. But there's a lot of people out there who are not sure. So we got a lot. We got to overcome a lot of things, and it also means encouraging life-saving uh, capacity to help the Palestinians who are innocent, caught in the middle of this. Israel, as they respond to these attacks, seems to me that uh, have to continue to ensure that you have what you need to defend yourselves. And uh, we're gonna make sure that occurs, as you know. And we have to also he just, bear- He just looks tired, Max. He, yeah. he, he looks exhausted. He's still reading from a card. Like if you, you should know every detail about what's going on in yeah. Israel right now. You should be getting that morning brief. You should already know these things walking in. Any other person would, would be able to say what he's saying without that. He's got four points to remember. Only four yeah. points. You, you know, I can train most people to remember four points and be able to talk about it on camera. You can. But they, they have to give him a card now because he just doesn't have that recall. I don't think he does. I'm not his doctor, but I just don't see him having that capacity. Take that card away, and he would probably just revert into some sort of mumble, right? He's not there. He's just not there. There was a rumor when he was running for president in 2020 that he his dementia alzheimer's whatever it is his mental decline had uh had gotten far enough along that doctors had become had begun prescribing joe biden amphetamines um so something like adderall th these are pills that are often prescribed to people in cognitive decline when they really need to be lucid so in situations where it's absolutely imperative that they be lucid, they can take these kinds of pills. These pills have consequences. One of them is 
that it completely dilates your pupils mm-hmm. almost to the point that you just gone to an eye doctor. And the consequence of that is that being out in broad daylight can be very painful. Being in front of bright lights can be extremely painful because your uh, pupils have been dilated. They're taking all that light. It just hurts. If you've been to an eye doctor and you walked outside without the special glasses, you know it hurts. No, it hurts. Yeah, it's bad. So we see Joe Biden in these events. When the lights are on him, we see him squinting, which is what what happens. When he's outside, you just played a video, he's wearing the aviators. That's always been something he's done, but he seems to be wearing them so much more nowadays than he ever did before. Mm -hmm. And having researched this when that rumor first uh, leaked during the campaign, Someone said they work with a campaign. You start seeing those symptoms now. So even if he is lucid, it only gives you a couple hours of being lucid before it wears off and you're back to sputtering nonsense, inability to remember things, looking back at the sheet of paper to try and remember what you're supposed to say. This is a video that just got released now. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but he's asked a question. I think it's, he's asked a question about gun control. And his response, even if this is on the flight, I believe, back from Israel, even then something that should just be an easy stump speech should just be something easy to understand um, and and easy. Just pull it from your memory bank. This is my answer. He seems to have a problem and he's speaking in broken sentences. Here's the video of Joe Biden on the plane. Virtually every mass shooting, every circumstance where a large number of people have been victimized and lost, I spoke to them. I learned a long time ago what you've all learned in your life. When someone's going through something, it was beyond their comprehension what they ever thought they'd have to go through. If they see someone who they think understands or maybe they're through something not the same but similar, it gives them some sense of hope. And I always get criticized sometimes on my staff because when I go to these events, I stay for three or four hours and answer all their questions. But it matters. It matters a lot. And, uh, and look, I'm talking, some of you have gone through a hell of a lot more than I've gone through, and a lot more than other people have gone through. There are moments in that where you can see in his eyes two things. He's grasping for the word he wants to say, can't quite find it. That's the one thing you see. And other periods of abject terror in the middle of a sentence, trying to figure out what was I saying Where am I going with this? What's happening? And if you've had someone in your life who has a loved one, a friend, family member who has gone through cognitive decline towards the twilight or end of their life, you know that look. You know the look where you can be talking to them in the middle of a conversation. They can be in the middle of answering you, telling you something, and they lose their train of thought. And it's sad because part of their mind is still there. They can have a conversation with you. But when they lose that train of thought, 
it is so sad because you can see in their eyes that they are looking for it and they don't understand what's going on. And I used to be able to do this and I can't anymore. That right there from Biden, the broken sentences, the choppiness, the slow, and then his eyes looking around trying to figure out what am I trying to say? It's just, this is textbook. And if he had, if he, if he took an amphetamine to make sure he was on his A game for meeting with world leaders, that amphetamine would have worn off by the time he gets back on Air Force One. And then you would get something like that. Max, you got to remember when you take amphetamines, it takes more and more to make it happen, Mm -hmm. right? To get the desired effects. Second, amphetamines don't always have the effect. So do you find it shocking that they call lids so early? No. Because there's just some days that they're not working. And in order for you to not uh, build up such a tolerance, you want to make sure that there's long periods in between each dose. Yeah. For Mm -hmm. sure. Which, how many vacations has he taken? Yeah. Right? That way he doesn't have to be in the public eye. That way he can recover. It all adds up. The rest he needs. It, It all adds up. It does. And it's there. And we're seeing it. It's still being denied, but nobody's doing anything about it. This is where the the 14th Amendment does come in, or the, the amendment that deals with getting rid of the president, right? Yeah. This is the one where they were saying we need to get Trump because he's a madman and he's not all there, but we've got a guy in office who is not all there. Not and all he's there. running the United States in a time where we're facing down <laughs> trying to run the major world. Major enemies. Trying to run huh? the world. Trying to run the world, man. And he's just not all there. When they opened, they asked him the first question. He was completely lost for an answer. Yeah. And then I don't know if he's got an earpiece in. I wouldn't be surprised if they do have an earpiece for him because that's how you'd keep him at least on track. Because otherwise, he's just going to revert to what he knows. Yeah. Remember when he's walking in for the inauguration? I think it was the inauguration. It was something like that. And all of a sudden, the Marine salutes him. And he just says to himself, salute the Marines. Marine. Right. Which... Was someone saying that in his earpiece? He's just repeating it? We don't know. There have been moments like this where he has repeated things that make no sense in the actual moment, but could have very easily have been an instruction into an earwig. Um, Which means somebody's following and feeding this information. So who's it going to be? Somebody has that responsibility. Somebody on the detail. And who's the detail with him all the time? The Secret Service and his cabinet. So somebody has to be doing that for him if that is the case, right? Who's yeah. going to be that person? Who's feeding them that information? And there I'm were times trying... I thought during the debates uh, oh, in 2020 where I thought he had a bunch of fake um, stuff on his face where they were running a line into his ear. Right. Yeah. It... Well, remember when they were um, when they were uh, when they were trying to make the debates shorter and not as long and give him more bathroom breaks, right? Yeah. These all, all this is not, these aren't separate stories. These are all part of this same story of him not being up for it. I'm trying to find the video that I sent you earlier of Joe Biden in the Middle East where he just has, it's so, here we go, I got this. Uh, Let me download it. Can't send it to Um, you. I'll download it, I found it. Um, Where he is, having one of these lost moments mm-hmm. and the human in me, not the partisan, but the human feels incredibly bad because he's someone's grandfather. He's more people's yeah. grandfather than he likes to admit he is, but he's someone's Boom. grandfather 
and he is out here on the world stage with pupils the size of silver dollars, <laughs> um, seemingly on amphetamines, if that rumor is correct, trying to not only conduct American foreign policy, but global foreign policy. The cameras are on him, and he has no idea what the hell is going on. Here is, uh, I think this is the right one. Here, uh, let me make sure. I don't want to pull the wrong one. I'm downloading yeah. things on the fly. Here it is. Here's Joe Biden in Israel. Lost. Very brief before the, the uh, cameras got shoved away. But you can see in the eyes again. See, you see how dark those, pu those uh, pupils were? It, it almost looked like he didn't have an eye color. It was just black. Um, there, and people trying to guide him by the arm. No, sir, we're going this way. The event's over. And he's just staying there, kind of with his mouth a little open, with wide eyes. It's depressing. It, it's, it, if politics aside, no one should have to go through this at this age. No yeah, one should we, have to go through this. Politics back on. Absolutely shameful that this is allowed to happen. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that a party would rally behind a person they knew wouldn't be capable of doing the job and telling you that he could, right? We knew his opponent could and proved it, but he, he's got nothing, Max. I mean, the, the batteries are low. Uh, those dosages look high. I don't know. You know, what is the, the limit? I mean, there's always a doctor with him. But I, I, I always hate to say this. We, we have an expiration date in this world. We all do. It's all coming for us. But that expiration date comes quicker the more you start putting in your body that isn't there to make it last, right? And they're just plowing with drugs. And that's cruel. As the old Absolutely. man, nonpartisan in me, yeah, he's, that, this guy's just being paraded around like a doll. That's all he is, yeah. just a figurehead. I mean, there's in the back of them doing this the partisan yeah. side of me man, it's just like i do not want this man in charge of the united states no he's in I charge of the i don't united want him states. in charge of anything especially yeah. not world global policy and the good news is is it looks like we're not the only ones who think this way a poll just came out where'd this poll come from this poll mm -hmm. came from do, 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 do. um uh this is npr marist I, I believe this is npr marist um Yes, NPR. There's a, a bunch of different polls, um, but this latest poll, I think it's NPR, um, showing that Donald Trump has 52% approval among independents, with Joe Biden only 39% approval among independents, 93% approval among this is Washington Post, 93% um, from Republicans, 11% of Democrats don't support Biden. If we start seeing this number, this 11% getting bigger. Yeah. Donald Trump's lead among independents growing and Republican support behind him staying firm. Th th this will be over. This will be completely over. Assuming he's not in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let let's talk about that. Last, last thing we'll cover. He said, Donald Trump said he is willing to go to jail mm -hmm. for the country, for yeah. the Republic, if that's what needs to happen. You think that's what's going to happen? 
I think they absolutely want those optics, Max. They want Trump to be behind bars. They want to be able to take those pictures. And they want to be able to say, this man is willing to go to jail for you. I think it would be a really strong maneuver if they do that. Imagine how he's going to look in the eyes of those that have served time before. Yeah. Right? He's going to be oh, yeah. considered an OG. Yeah. He, he went to jail for what he believed in. He's willing to do that. What other politician has ever gone to jail for what they believe in? Could you imagine, could you imagine, like, on his way in, he just looks at the camera and just says, F the police. <laughs> could you imagine? Like, he's, he, he's in, he's in an actual, he's being, like, transported, he's in an actual jumpsuit, looks at a camera, media camera, just says, F the police. The street cred would be incredible. You couldn't pay for that kind of, of, of cultural capital. You know what yeah. I mean? You can't pay for that kind of stuff. It, and it'll work. And, and Democrats will try to blame him, you know, try to portray him as a crook and a criminal, but it's not going to work. It's yeah. just, he's just going to come across as, I did this for you. I let them do yeah. this to me for you, to protect you. Suffering the he slings and arrows on your behalf. Absolutely. I, I you know, yeah. he's, he's the prime for that. And he's going to go to jail. He, he's going to say something and he's going to end up behind a jail cell. He will. And he's going to call from there and he'll probably write letters from prison because yeah. we know that that's that in the past that works and yeah. it works very, very well. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine his not that I wanted to have, but can you imagine his television news call-ins from the pit prison paid phone? Oh my gosh. I like like we, yeah. we've heard we've really? heard some of the January sixth appearances on podcasts that we used to be associated with and other ones. Could mm -hmm. you imagine prison phone Trump? Um It'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. And um, if he does choose to go against this um, gag order, that'll only strengthen his appeal. It's one thing for the United States Supreme Court to say, uh, you know what? They fined him $10,000. He should have known better. Mm -hmm. She puts him in jail because he calls Jack Smith a thug. Mm -hmm. How can the Supreme Court ignore the jailing of a presidential candidate for criticizing the politicization of the investigation against him. That might be what it takes to actually get a real appeal, which is, which is really sad. And it's going to happen. Well, I'm waiting yeah. for the day. I'm waiting for the time when Israel walks into Gaza and Trump goes to jail. Those are the next two things on my radar that will have significant impact as we move into. We, we hope it doesn't cycle. happen. But if it's going to happen, it's got to be coordinated. It's got to be orchestrated. It's got to be choreographed. If, if he's going to go down this route, mm -hmm. they have to be prepared to maximize the political um, effectiveness of this. You need the T-shirts. All the things crazy. Yeah. Like, like the media's like, going to cover it for free. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to cover it for free. He won't even have to pay a dime to get his name out yeah. there and look like an OG. Right? He won't yeah. even have. Trump the OG. Oh. Well, we are out of time. These podcasts are going really fast, but we're out of time. We are. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe all the places that we are. We're on, obviously, YouTube and Rumble, so subscribe there if you haven't already. But we also have the audio edition of the podcast, and what we try and do is we try and make this as, um, as audio-friendly as possible. We describe things on screen if you can't see them. So we like that. I personally like that. I listen to a bunch of podcasts. I prefer to listen than watch just easier when you're on the road so if you can please do go to one of the audio links in the description 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Podbean, Audible. All those links are down below. Subscribe to one of them. Set it up to auto-download, and it'll auto-download, and then it deletes it after a week. Um, just so we can help prove the numbers, because we are getting to that point where we can start talking to advertisers, because enough people are watching and listening to the show, which very appreciative. Um, this helps us grow that. So if you haven't already, please do that and help us grow this show. That's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And I am Josh Hammerling. Remember, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. See you on Friday. <laughs>